Your Steve Jones Show podcast will start shortly. The Steve Jones Show podcast is sponsored by Brewers Outlet, your beverage supermarket on Reagan Street in Sunbury. Sports talk where your voice counts. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now from the Sunbury Motor Studio, here's Steve Jones. Happy Friday, happy Brewers Outlet Day, everybody. Today's show brought to you by Brewers Outlet, Reagan Street in Sunbury, the beverage supermarket. Imports, domestics, microbrews, best selection of beer anywhere. Wine coolers, water, soft drinks, snacks. They roast their peanuts fresh and hot every day. And the pickle bar, led by the barrels and the dills, indeed second to none. And also six great flavors of slushies. All at Brewers Outlet, Reagan Street in Sunbury. The beverage supermarket. And don't forget, along the way, with the AFC and NFC Championship games on Sunday and a little cold front moving in, maybe you want to go stock up tonight at Brewers Outlet. Reagan Street in Sunbury, the beverage supermarket. We are in the Sunbury Motors studio. Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors, Kia Routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf and online at sunburymotors.com. Great new inventory. Ford, Lincoln, Kia, Hyundai. Hyundai just had an incredible year, and Sunbury Motors is a big part of that. Great pre-owned inventory with the Sunbury Motors guarantee behind it. Get that seal of approval from them, you know you're getting a terrific vehicle. Fabulous service department, great sales staff that works for you and with you, all at Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury, Sunbury Motors, Kia Routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf, and online at sunburymotors.com. Kale Sanderson joins me on the show today. That'll be a little bit later. We'll talk Penn State wrestling. The Nittany Lions will not be wrestling this weekend. Their matchup with Michigan State has been postponed, so they're still waiting for their season opener. But I will go one-on-one and talk with Kale Sanderson uh, during the course of this show. Uh, the passing of Hank Aaron, one of the all-time greats. Uh, you, you look at the 10 greatest players in the history of baseball, his name has to be there. Not just the 755 home runs, the better than 2,000 runs batted in. Hank Aaron could do it all. He was a fabulous defensive player, great speed. And not only that, it's interesting, Willie Mays, without question, the consummate definition of the five-tool player. But what's interesting is that Willie May started his career in New York City, and he made that incredible catch in the 54 World Series and put up some great numbers in New York until they moved to San Francisco. But he already had established himself with New York before going to San Francisco. Meanwhile, Hank Aaron was playing in Milwaukee, and then went to Atlanta. So that really the one chance they got to see him was in a couple of World Series in 57 and 58. Hank Aaron was not only a great regular season player, the difference between Hank Aaron and Willie Mays, in my opinion, was that Willie Mays, for whatever reason and circumstance, was not a great postseason hitter. For whatever reason. Just wasn't. Hank Aaron, on the other hand, was a great postseason hitter. He just kept going along in the postseason like he did in the regular season. Even the year the Mets, the Miracle Mets, won 
the World Series. They beat the Braves in the first ever National League Championship Series in three straight games. Hank Aaron hit a home run in each of the three games. Just a great, great player. Great player. Had one opportunity to meet him. It was 1996. He came to Penn State to speak. He threw out the first pitch at a Penn State baseball game. Then then we had a chance to interview him. Uh, Pure class. And here's one of the great unknowns about Hank Aaron. He was a gigantic Cleveland Browns fan. And he was one of those guys that would get a ticket to sit in the dog pound at Cleveland. A great unknown about Hank Aaron. Today's show brought to you by Brewers Outlet, Reagan Street in Sunbury, the beverage supermarket. And we're in the Sunbury Motors studio, Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors, Key Routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf and online at sunburymotors.com. Later in the show, Cale Sanderson joins us as we continue on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Party time, game time, or just fun time. Doesn't matter what time it is because it's Brewers Outlet time. The Beverage Supermarket has the area's largest beer selection. Imports, microbrews, ciders, and domestics. Pick from over 100 ice-cold 12-packs and dozens of 24-ounce singles. Soda, snacks, hot sauces, fresh roasted peanuts. Make it one-stop party shopping and don't forget the pickle bar. So whatever you're celebrating or just doing it up, Brewers Outlet Reagan Street Sunbury wants to see you. And thank you for your years of patronage no doubt one of the absolute without question greats in the history of not just baseball but sports Hank Aaron 86 years old had a chance to meet and interview him once it was 1996 and it really was I mean you just well, at first he was down to earth and then, and so forth, but uh, he was like intelligent, thoughtful, just genuine down to earth guy. Fun to talk with him, talk to him. And it was the only opportunity I ever had, but it was sure thought it was cool. That game in 1974, when he broke Babe Ruth's record. Now, here I am at this point. I'm 16 years old. And the and so to me, I think this is the greatest thing going. I get it. You know, I get a chance to watch history. He ended up the 73 season, one home run behind. He finished at 713. And so you knew the opening game of the season. Okay. You had, you had the opportunity. Well, they, they're facing the Reds and Jack Billingham in Cincinnati at Riverfront Stadium and Aaron hits one out 7-14 well they still have two more games in Cincinnati and I believe Eddie Matthews was the manager of the Braves at the time he didn't want to play him because they're going to have the home opener on a Monday night with with the uh, Dodgers and Bowie Kuhn's like well you know you got to play you know what sometimes you got to look at somebody and say you know what the last time I checked, your job description was commissioner of baseball. My job is manager of the Braves. I can put out any line of cart I want, and guess what? You can't tell me what to do. Well, eventually, uh, you know, he does go back to Atlanta, and NBC 
is going to carry the game. Like, this is the greatest thing going. That's, you know, I mean, I'm 16. I love baseball. I love history. And, man, he hit that thing out. But this is the naivety of a 16-year-old living in the North that doesn't think twice about such things. But you are, at this point, 12 years removed, maybe 11, 11 years removed from George Wallace blocking the door at the University of Alabama. 11 years, not that long. As again, Matt plays with his computer during an important moment of the show. Your timing's impeccable. Wrong button. (laughs) But what he went through... Now, we did know that he was going through... That he was getting hate mail. I mean, I did know that at the time. And you're like, I don't understand. Why is this guy getting hate mail? This is remarkable what he's doing. But it was a different time. Now, we were emerging out of that different, ignorant time... He kept all the hate mail, you know. He kept it. And here's the other part about Hank Aaron a lot of people didn't know. First of all, Willie Mays was the consummate five-tool player, as I mentioned earlier. Aaron was a great postseason hitter. He may have only gotten to three postseasons, but he was great in all of them. He hit six postseason home runs in the... uh, 17 postseason, he had what, six postseason home runs in the 17 postseason games he played. In the National League Championship Series, the first one ever, everyone remembers the, ah, the Miracle Mets won, they swept the Braves in three. He had a home run in each game. And the other two hits he had were doubles. He had five hits, all extra bases. Never hit more than 47 home runs in a season. He and Ernie Banks... You talk about guys who had incredibly powerful, quick wrists. Oh, incredible. Thank you, Aaron. 86. We'll talk to Bob Nightingale about that. Kale Sanderson next half hour. Penn State's not wrestling this weekend. They were scheduled to wrestle Michigan State. And uh, volleyball is supposed to be Michigan. Nope. So that's postponed. And Penn State basketball winning last night, 75-67 over Rutgers. Northwestern tomorrow at 7, but next week's schedule has changed. Now, remember how I said on the show earlier in the week that you may see some inventive, creative scheduling coming up. That's because Nebraska has been in pause, and Nebraska doesn't think they'll be able to play again until they play Michigan State in 10 days. Well, Penn State is the game coming up in eight days. That's why I mentioned creative and inventive scheduling. I can tell you right now how creative and inventive it's going to be. Uh, Penn State will play Northwestern as scheduled tomorrow at 7. They're now going to, instead of playing Wisconsin on Wednesday, they're going to play Michigan Wednesday at the Jordan Center at 7. And and Wisconsin's going to move to next Saturday at 3. So that's how they're going to do it. In case you were wondering. I had done no work at all 
for the Wisconsin game next week anyway. Because, you know, they just want to get ready for Northwestern. So that is the story there. So they're, they're the changes. Uh, tougher, I mean, Nebraska's really struggling, but Penn State still has two games scheduled them as a home and away. It also means they're going to play Wisconsin back-to-back games. They'll be at Wisconsin in the game after the home game with Wisconsin. Now you may ask, in my career, have I ever done back-to-back games in the regular season? And the answer is yes. With the same opponent, the answer is yes. You've done it in postseason, but I'm talking about regular season. Unfortunately, born out of tragedy, Penn State was scheduled to play Iowa in Rec Hall, and their outstanding all-effort, pure hustle player, Chris Street, was pulling out of a parking lot in Iowa City in a snowstorm and got hit by a snowplow and unfortunately passed away. So it was they were supposed to play Penn State next, so they postponed the game, and it turned out Penn State played Iowa back-to-back games home and away. I want to say it was like 1993, maybe, right around there. Again, when you've done a billion games at one place, <laughs> uh, you do run into all sorts of scenarios. So there you go. Okay. And the Penn State-Nebraska game will be postponed but to a later date. So they're going to have to be really creative to fit. Because Nebraska's missing a lot of games now. But there you are. Okay. Let's uh... You feeling any better now about the Eagles thing? I am. Now, what makes me feel better is the the more I've the more the connections I've been hearing with Frank Reich and the offense and how things are very similar to how things were in 2017 with the Eagles. So yeah, I do feel better about this because I feel like when it comes to the show, the NCAA puts in, and so does the college football playoff. You know, which includes the uh, the um, New Year's Six, a 20-minute cooling-off period. <laughs> I have to admit, you're one of the first people I've ever worked with that needed that for the radio show when it came to your teams. <laughs> Yankees get eliminated in the playoffs. You need a cooling-off period. Eagles go week to week. Every week you need a cooling-off period. Even when they won, you need a cooling-off period. Lisa knows what I'm talking about. Yes. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Yeah. All right. So that's the story of that. Last night, Penn State won, uh, beat Rutgers 75-67, never trailed in the game. Rutgers never once had the ball with a chance to tie. Never. Um yeah, Penn State built an 18-point lead. Rutgers got it down to four a couple of times. Penn State repelled them. Uh, uh, Penn, that's the best I've seen Penn State close a game this season. 
And so, well, they Brockington missed two free throws. Yeah, okay, I got it. They also got the rebound on the play. But Penn State committed 15 turnovers in the game. Huge. You're like, that's just too many. But now let's get to the part about closing the game. As we mentioned, Brockington, Penn State was 5 of 8 at the free throw line in the final four minutes, but that was Brockington's two misses. So Lundy and Myron Jones combined to go 5 of 6. That's good. You can win with that. Here's the other part about turnovers that probably you didn't realize, but it's, you know, it's, it's part of our job to realize, not your job to realize. Penn State did not commit a turnover in the final nine minutes and 39 seconds of the game. They didn't hand the ball to Rutgers. There were no live, you know, there were no live ball turnovers which crush you because there weren't any turnovers, period, in the final 939 of the game. And they just kept attacking on offense. They did not go into an offensive shell. They just kept hitting shots, kept running offense, weren't trying to bleed the clock until finally at the end they did. Um, But they played well. We said before the game on the broadcast, and I know we didn't carry the game last night because we carried a, a wrestling match, but Dick Jordan and I started the Penn State broadcast by saying, hey, look, If Penn State has any ambition of going anywhere with this season, this is the line in the sand game. This is the game they need to win tonight because they've got to start winning now. And they won it. Now they've got to follow it up with Northwestern coming up uh, tomorrow at 7. Who won the wrestling match last night? Seelands Grove did. So is that two years in a row? That is. They've got their own streak starting now. Wow, it might actually be a rivalry now. All right. Great to have you with us on the show today. Brought to you by Brewers Outlet, Reagan Street in Sunbury, on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Taking your calls at 800 795 9565. This is The Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now, from the Sunbury Motor Studio, here's Steve Jones. Today's show brought to you by Brewers Outlet, Reagan Street in Sunbury, the beverage supermarket. Imports Domestics Microbrews, time to stock up now. Hey, you can put the show on in the car, kick it into 1070, and listen to the show as you drive over to Brewers Outlet to stock up for the weekend. Eh, it's going to be a little cold, maybe a little snow. By the time we get to Monday, Tuesday, you want to make sure you're fully stocked. Got two championship games on Sunday. Yeah, good day to stay in and enjoy. Wine coolers, water, soft drinks, plenty of snacks, lots of great snacks. Uh, slushies, six great flavors. And the pickle bar, led by the barrels and the dills, indeed, second to none. All at Brewers Outlet, Reagan Street in Sunbury, the beverage supermarket. And we are in the Sunbury Motors studio. Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors, Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf, online at sunburymotors.com. Boy, some great sales, great product lines, a fabulous sales staff that thinks about your budget, your needs, and product lines such as Ford, Lincoln, Kia, Hyundai. Ooh, Hyundai just had a huge year because of Sunbury Motors. Great pre owned inventory. Service department's just super. 
All at Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury, Sunbury Motors Key, Routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. Just one quick note. Nine years ago today, the great Joe Paterno passed away. How I miss my friend. All right. With that, after talking about one legend, we now are about to talk with another legend. It is great to have him with us on the show today. They've won eight national championships. Now, he was scheduled to play uh, wrestle Michigan State this weekend, but like the Rutgers duel meet the weekend before, it's been postponed. They'll make these up at some point. But it is really great to have him with us on the show today, Kale Sanderson. Kale, welcome. It is great to have you with us and to talk with you. Hey, Steve. Yeah, Happy New Year. It's, uh, it's good to be here. It's great to have you on. All right, so obviously you're in the pause right now. Uh, so what's your advice to your wrestlers as to, you know, as to how they need to handle this right now until you get the green light? Yeah, yeah, we're, uh, uh, we're in the, in the pause, uh, but, uh, if, if the, if the student athletes aren't, haven't, haven't recently tested positive or they're in a quarantine or a contact tracing type of situation, um, we're able to, uh, to practice. So, uh, so, you know, we're able to see the majority of the, of the team every day, which is, is really helpful, obviously. Um, but yeah, we're just, uh, you know, the, the time will come, and, you know, the opportunity will, will be here, and we just got to be ready uh, when it is. And uh, we're expecting that to be Sunday against uh, Michigan State. All right, so, Kale, let's let's get to uh, a couple things that they put in this year for the NCAA. The ability to wrestle, and I apologize for the lack of a better word, exhibition matches. Uh, how much is that going to help, especially with the ability to get wild cards if you can get four ma- uh, four matches in? Yeah, I like the idea of exhibition matches just – Especially this year, just because if you're not a starter, you don't have uh, the option to compete anywhere. There aren't open tournaments on the weekends or anything. So, um, so it's great just to keep the whole team involved and engaged. Uh, I think that's uh, you know that that's that's a lot of fun for everybody, but also uh, gives uh, student athletes a chance to get multiple matches. Just because uh, with COVID and everything, you just don't know if matches are going to get canceled at some point, or, or individuals won't be, uh, or you know, a team won't have a certain weight class because of, you know, maybe positive tests. So, getting to to uh, number four, you have to have four uh, matches to be considered for a wild card if you weren't able to go to the to the conference meet, right? And it's a seventy seventeen day period uh, in the Big Ten. So, if you were to get sick, you know, probably. 20, 20 something days before the Big Ten, because you still have to be cleared and trained and be ready to go. You know, you're not going to compete in the Big Ten, and uh, with the the way the adjustments they've made, it's it's possible if you if you to get a wild card now, which is I like that. I thought uh, the people and the, and leadership in the sport have done a really good job to accommodate the, the challenges that we have uh, the, this year with COVID. Yeah, there's another accommodation too. I believe in the Big Ten, instead of traveling 13, you're allowed to travel 16 and allowed to travel 20 if it's a quote try meet. Is that correct? Yeah, that's correct. Yep. Yeah, that's nice, and that that just again helps uh, to. Uh, Get get uh, additional wrestlers in there that can get uh, those those exhibition matches in and 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 even uh, you know if you if you fail the you know a test the day of uh, and some of them are, are false positives as as we've seen in some of the other sports well you have a backup you know and when you're traveling 13 guys 
and you have 10 weight classes and something doesn't go right or you have a something somebody's sick or there's an injury on it on the road uh you just don't either you just don't have you don't have options there so uh the 16 is nice for a lot of reasons yeah and 20 obviously is even better what is it like for you dealing because your wrestlers love to wrestle they want to wrestle what is it like for a coach to deal with a team that is sitting there aching to wrestle right now yeah, you know, I I think for the most part they they want to uh to wrestle and you can see when you watch them compete, you can kind of tell uh who wants to be there more than others, but um but yeah, these guys want to compete and uh it's uh you know, getting set back a week and being put on pause uh, was very frustrating obviously for 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 the squad and uh but it is what it is, you know, it's just part of uh, uh, reaching goals and and being focused is being able to you know, just stay disciplined and and keep your eyes on your goals, uh, even when adversity or obstacles or whatever uh, may appear. And and uh, as we know, they usually don't appear as you would expect. So that's why they're uh, why it's called adversity, I guess. So um, yeah, so they uh, they they're they're fine, and we just say, hey, let's just stay ready, and you know, the opportunity is going to come, and let's be ready when it does. Yeah, it's quote the free year, uh, as everybody knows, in terms of eligibility. So what do you think that does nationally for lineups? What quality of wrestling will we see because of the free year? Well, yeah, I think uh, for the most part, uh, there just aren't going to be kids redshirting, or uh, as in another, as this is an Olympic year, people would have the option to in our sport, uh, just just a few based on their credentials could take an Olympic redshirt year also. And up until it, this uh, being called a free year, we had a few of our guys that were planning on doing that uh, just because they didn't want to risk losing the opportunity to compete again. So with that being said, I think at least uh, my 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 thought or understanding would be people are just going to wrestle their best teams, their best kids, and uh, yeah, it should be uh, should be it should be a lot of fun. I know I, for us, our our team got a lot more exciting when they said it was a free year and we no longer had everybody planning on redshirting and Olympic redshirting that could. You mentioned the Olympic part of it. The Olympic trials were supposed to have been here April third and fourth, uh, ten months ago. So, what's the status of that right now, leading into Tokyo this summer? You know, that's up in the air still. Uh, I think it's being discussed uh, with. Uh, you know, with Penn State and USA Wrestling, obviously we want to host uh, the event, and that's the plan. I think USA Wrestling's looking at uh, it's, this is this is a big fundraiser for them, and and uh, being able to host the event where they can have fans is is important. So we're kind of trying to see and if that's something that that we'll be able to do, and and if so, how many or what what percentage of the Jordan Center. Uh, because this was a big event. I mean, it sold out very quickly, uh, well over a year ago when when the tickets uh, became available. It's just a lot of lot of talent and a lot of out- exciting wrestlers uh, on the circuit right now. A lot of them are in the Nittany Line Wrestling Club. So, um, but yeah, it's a uh, kind of uncertain right now. I-, I couldn't really give you an answer, but you know, we're planning on hosting and and uh, you know whether there'll be fans there or not. You know, that's you know, that's the question. Yeah, you said sold out quickly. I think it was minutes. <laughs> it sold yeah, out it did. In, in minutes. Uh, obviously, we're at a, at a point, Kale, where uh, we don't know what the future holds. We never know what the future holds anyway. How much time do you spend, obviously, you've got to take care of what you're doing at Penn State and other things, but also, you know, how much time do you spend 
thinking about the sport big picture personally? Well, I, I think about, uh, you know, I think you've got to be progressing, whether it's our individual program or an individual in the program or as a coach or as a staff. I mean, you've got to keep trying to get better, and, and you know, that's the that's the fun part of, of, you know, what we're doing. I think as a sport we have to be doing the same things. You know, we have to say, well, all right, here we this is where we were 10 years ago, five years ago. All right, where are we today? And if we're not moving forward and climbing and, and growing and getting stronger, well, then – you know we're not doing a very good job right and so i think you've got to always consider those those things and and just be willing to uh go to bat and stick your neck out and and just try to try to grow and build because that, as a as a sport college wrestling has never been uh more popular um the the viewership that they have on the nationals espn the you know the big 10 uh network has done really well with you know big 10 wrestling um but wrestling's one of those sports uh as other male olympic sports are that when there's a, a budget crunch or or you know some kind of any kind of a financial challenge it's it's easy to to cut the sport so um you know we still have a lot of sports but you know there's just some like men's gymnastics and men's volleyball men's volleyball they're just you know they're hanging by by a thread and uh it's sad to see that and you know we don't want we don't would hate to see wrestling get to get to that point um, and it doesn't need to be. We just need to uh, we just need to kind of put our heads together and and continue to build. I think. When you look at your current team, it's always great when you have leadership in there. It may be individual in your wrestling, but leaders in your room mean so much. So, what do guys like Nick Lee and Brooks and people like that mean to you moving forward? Even a, a young guy like Roman Bravo Young who has experience. Yeah, you know, I think. Uh, you know, obviously, as a coaching staff, you know we, you know we, we have to set and and help develop the culture, and and uh, you know we have to lead by example, and you know we've got to be the hardest working people in the program, or uh, you're not going to probably be successful. But you have to have, uh, you know, student athletes that are are willing to do the same thing, and that that care about the team, that are that are going to put the team first, and 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 obviously, you know, when you put the team first, the less you think about yourself. Uh, not only is the team going to do better, but I believe you're going to do significantly better uh, as an individual. So, um, you know, we need we need those people that have the team mindset and and uh, see the big picture and are are willing to uh, be coachable and kind of understand that you know that truth because that's not really the nature uh, that we have. You know, it's you know we think and and high school kids that you know they they're told all the time it's you know build your brand, think about yourself. Uh, when the best thing you can do for yourself is is be a leader and lead by example and do the right things and 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 be a team player, you know that's uh, that's how you build your brand. So it's just uh, you know just trying to first of all, uh, I guess just lead by example. But um, you know we we count a lot on 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 our kids and you need peacemakers too. You know you need the kids that kind of bring everyone together. That are you know it's not about being better than your teammate. It's about being the best you can be and and uh, kind of lifting each other up. And uh, you know, I think I think we have that in guys like Nick Lee and Aaron Brooks. Carter Strzokhi has been really outstanding. He as a incoming freshman, he's uh, uh, as as good as any kid we've ever had. I would say. I mean, but it's up to him to go get you know get it done. Um, obviously, Roman is uh, uh, stepping things up too. So we, we've got some good leadership. We just gotta 
got to get out of their way and uh, let them do their thing. <laughs> and sometimes you do have to do that. <laughs> sometimes yep. you do have to do that because uh, when you something you've always promoted, you want to make sure that the experience is there's work, there's dedication, there's discipline, but also there's fun to it. Part of the fun, I think, is when you have comp- competition on a field, competition on a court in practice. Which, how fun is the competition in the room with this particular team, in your opinion? Well, I think they're very competitive with each other. Um, some weights more than others. But, yeah, you've part of enjoying competition is enjoying practice, right, and, and being consistent. And if you're going to play big in, in a game or in, on a match, you, you know, generally 99 out of 100 times those same kids are going to, uh, be consistent in practice. So, um, but yeah, I think it's really important that they do have fun because they just perform better. You know, you're, uh, you're just freer and, and you're, you know, you can't be afraid to make mistakes or fail. And so, you know, that's, that's an important part of, uh, but every kid has, uh, they're, they're going to make that decision for themselves, you know, whatever their perspective is and what they choose to focus on. And that's kind of back to what we were talking about before is, is the leaders. We need them. If you're focused on competing for your team and one another because you got, you care about each other and you care about the team, well, then you're less focused on yourself and you're going to just be freer and, and, uh, and just more successful and, and you're going to enjoy it a lot more. So, um, yeah, but, Again, it comes down to the kids and then making that decision for themselves. But you gotta, you gotta enjoy what you're doing. There's a lot of things you could be doing uh, outside of wrestling or whatever <laughs> sport you're playing. You know, there's a lot of options out there. So you might as well enjoy what you're doing or do something else. Kale, one final question. I appreciate your time very much on the show today. Uh, it it goes back to something I talked about with Russ Rose a few times over the years. When you have sustained success, one of the elements that he always tried to convince his teams of is that, hey, you're zero and zero. It's a brand new year. You have to now make this team the best you can make it. Is that the same thought process in wrestling that, hey, yes, you've built a reputation, quote, as you mentioned, built a brand, but you better be ready now because it's a brand new year? Yeah, I think uh, you know you have to have kids that want to come in and and set a new standard and and want to um, want to be the person that's winning those big matches and 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 not just a fan or somebody that's based off of what we've done in the past because I think we had a little bit of that uh, even last year where you know we had kids that just thought well you know these other guys will win the match for us, you know, or, but we didn't, you know, Bo Nickel graduated and Jason Nolf graduated, you know, these guys, Mark Hall is, is now no longer there. We're like, we don't have, uh, Vincenzo Joseph, you know, Kassar is, is done. So, you know, we need the next wave of, of kids that want to step up and, and be big in those big moments. Um, and not just be a part of it, but to actually be the one that's out there scoring the, the points, uh, in the critical moments. And that's, uh, you know that's what we're looking for obviously when we're we're recruiting not somebody that just wants to say oh yeah you know I I wrestled at Penn State and they won the nationals you know a few years ago you know that's uh it's 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 all about what are we doing now and getting better and and trying to um as a coach you know we're we're looking to to put our best team together right and if you think our best teams in the past well it's probably time to find a new job right i mean we want we want to create our our best team uh, every year Gail Sanderson. Gail, always a pleasure. Thanks so much. 
Yeah, hey, thanks, Steve. Have a good one. Kale Sanderson, head wrestling coach of the Nittany Lions. The more you talk with him, the more you get to know him, which over time you get an opportunity to do. He's one of those individuals, the more I talk to him, the more I just like him. I mean, as a person, you know, not just the fact he's Kale Sanderson and so forth. I mean, I've told you a million times in this show, he's as down-to-earth as down-to-earth gets. He's just one of those guys that the more I talk to, the more I just genuinely like and respect him. Each time I like and respect him more every time I talk to him. He's a great guy. Awesome coach. Great head in his shoulders. Terrific guy. All right, we'll come back with more in a moment. Great to have you with us today. On News Radio 1070 WKOK, brought to you by Brewers Outlet. Sunbury Motors Ford is bringing in 2021 with a bang. SMT has just received shipments of the all-new 2021 Ford F-150. Save up to nine grand on the totally redesigned F-150, which was just awarded North America's Truck of the Year for 2021. Sunbury Motors has 67 F-150s in stock and arriving soon. SMC is introducing the highly anticipated 2021 Ford Bronco Sport. The new Bronco's retro design reflects its iconic heritage from the 60s and 70s. Sunbury Motors has them in stock starting at just $28,200. Pick from 61 of the top selling Ford Escapes with savings up to $8,250 and slash to as low as $22,380. SMC is where you want to be in January for discounts up to $11,000 on the largest selection of new Fords in the Susquehanna Valley. And everyone is clearly marked for this massive sale. Sunbury Motors Ford in the 4th Street Auto Plaza. Proudly serving all of central Pennsylvania for over a century. Perfect sale ends Monday the 1st. Thanks to Kale Sanderson for joining us on the show today. Bob Nightingale in the next half hour from USA Today on Hank Aaron's passing at the age of 86. Uh, Hank Aaron was the last player ever promoted from the Negro Leagues to the Major Leagues. And then he had 755 home runs in his career. Second only to Barry Bonds. Broke Babe Ruth's record. He's third all-time in hits, first all-time in RBIs, and one of the world leaders in class. So you're telling me NBC Sportsnet is uh, going to move over to their program over to USA by, what, the end of the year? Yeah, there's lots of reports out there that NBC's announcing NBCSN's going to shut down by the end of 2021, and they'll move all of the permanent programming, or pertinent programming, I should say, that's on NBCSN to USA. Well, they've been carrying Premier League and, of course, the NHL. I, I think that networks make... Uh, network people who run networks in this case it's Comcast need to be careful about what they're doing and ESPN's been making some of the same mistakes too with ESPN Plus I, I know there are more and more people that are streaming but the number of people that are actually watching cable or over the air television that's where that's where it's happening still and This one is 
This one's a mistake. But that's my thought.